Hi there and welcome to episode 39 of the ADHD Adults podcast series. I'm... Do I have to say this bit? Yeah, say it. <laughs> say this bit. I'm Professor James Brown, co-founder of Blah Blah Blah, um, the one with the newly uh, blonde hair, which is still here, by the way. Um, and sadly, joining me is the dreadful co-host who just doesn't seem to take the message, really. Um, so I'm joined by, as usual, a person who can only be described as evidence that there is no benevolent God, Dr. Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Hello and welcome, James. Please, <laughs> please take a seat and make yourself comfortable. Are you doing a thing that I'm not aware of and don't care about this week? Actually, forget I asked. How are you, Cocknose? I'm bloody well, thank you. I, I was doing the thing. I was an 80s therapist then because of today's, today's themes on ADHD coaching. Uh, I'm really well, James. This uh, podcast nonsense is still growing stupidly fast. I can't explain it. I've decided it must be a, people that like flippancy and a niche adult ADHD flippant flippantophiles. We've had a letter. Can I, can I, I've been thinking about this actually. Can I ask where these letters get delivered to? Because you've recently moved and we don't tell anybody where you live. So do they get, these letters get delivered somewhere, do they, Al? In your sack? <laughs> That's right, James. It's from Robert from Kidderminster. Oh, the letter Watson. says, the letter, the letter says, actually, James wasn't Tom Watson's coach. He, he drove Tom Watson's coach and it, and it wasn't a coach. It was a megabus. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. And topical, because coaching, you see. He, know, he knows so much about what goes on in my life, doesn't he, for a 91-year-old? He really does. Yeah, he's aware, isn't he? I've, yeah. I have a real message. This is anonymous, because we're shit at remembering to ask people. And it's uh, for, uh, <laughs> it's anonymous, he does. Right, it says, thank you for your podcast. Really helpful. I fear I may well spend the night getting up to date with them all, seeing as I just took a fucking ADHD stimulant instead of my nighttime progesterone HRT. Ouch. <laughs> My second thought after my initial fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck thought was, <laughs> I wonder if this is ever featured as one of James's, what has James <laughs> forgotten questions? I guess I'll find out tonight. That made us laugh a lot because James does take HRT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is annoying, James, though, is it's almost a positive response. And it's the mm -hmm. second person this week. Hi, Andrea, who actually seems to like your awful shit game. Woo! But cheers for the... Cheers for the letter. We really like it. Internationally, we have an astonishing 110 countries where at least one poor sod has stumbled upon us. So we're going to say a resounding begrutung to our unfortunate <laughs> listener in the Netherlands. There is, there is no way you got that right. No, fuck, no fucking way did you get that right. 110 countries, James. That's as many as you can count up to on your fingers and toes because you're from Kidderminster, just to be clear. <laughs> you're going to get beaten up if you ever come back from your hovel over there in Central Europe and visit Kidderminster. It's massively <laughs> hypocritical as well, isn't it? <laughs> because I'm <Yes>. rudely. <laughs> it is, it is, which is far, far worse. Anyway, Ooh. as usual, welcome. This second-hand anal bead of a podcast is a calamity in three parts. We choose a theme in the last um, two podcasts, the Double Fister, about stigma. Um, we talked about external and internalized stigma. And this week, we're going to talk about something we get asked about a lot. But for once, actually, with good reason. And that's ADHD. Not by the police. <laughs> I, honestly, officer, I was, I was not there at the time. <laughs> that's ADHD coaching. Alex, anything to add so far? No? 
normally there's just just some, something, some little bit. Okay, anyway. Anyway, the three parts um, include some exceedingly poor quality evidence-based drivel from Alex, the psychoeducation monkey. For those Hello. watching on YouTube, you can see his um, logo behind me. Our personal reflections on ADHD coaching in part two and third and final um, part will give some top tips in the area, which is actually the first time that maybe I'll give a useful top tip because it's a it's a big minefield out there for people that want to pay for coaching, particularly. Alex is probably be all right anyway, because he's generally are. So, Alex, I'm contractually obliged to say this. Speak. Okay. Full disclosure, both James and I are, in fact, in the pocket of bid coaching, sort of. <laughs> so we are we are both coaches, but this isn't really about that bit of our of our careers, in a way. Um, with that in mind, so obviously you've got to. Here's here's an interesting thing. Bear in mind, we are both professional coaches. I really like the next two sentences <laughs> in the script. One, there is no direct evidence that ADHD coaching works. Two, coaching isn't even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Ooh, let's get into that bit then. Second, second one first. Yeah, go on. Doesn't make doesn't make sense. Obviously, as usual, you pillow, but go for it. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Well, all fair. Okay, so, coaching is not even a thing. Sort of. What that means is it's unregulated. Anyone can call themselves a coach. We do. It isn't in any way a protected title, like therapist or whatever. I mean, at all. This surprises many real therapists, health professionals, members of the public, literally anyone can say they are a coach. Even more amazingly, there isn't any formal agreement of what coaching is and who controls it, formal agreement. Some people think it's like sports coaching. So saying, do this, change that, you're holding your tennis bat wrong whoever other people like me think think that coaching is a non-directive space to think where a client has answers and all coaches therefore is to sort of provide that space to find those answers james thinks coaching is a type of bus (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i wrote that joke before i wrote the megabus joke earlier and i've I've ruined my own joke it's worth it though Well, while we're at it, can I just ask what your background is? I can, I can tell the seahorse on, on the right, but is that a seahorse covered in shit on the left? What is it? No, that's an actual hippocampus. So hippocampus means oh, seahorse. Yeah. Like hippopotamus is river horse, seahorse is hippocampus. And that is a, a human hippocampus. And that's why, it's, if, you, if you can see it, it's why the middle of the brain is look, where like, long-term memories are stored and so on is called it a hippocampus because it looks just like one. If you honestly that you could have you could have said that in like three words and just not bored me it's very hot alex it's very hot i'm sweating like you do whenever lisa speaks to any other man with that kind of fear that she'll realize she can do a lot better so please don't waste time on nonsense a lot better that was pretty much my best man speech <laughs> so adhd coaching not a thing apparently there are organisations working on this, like the, the ICF and the EMCC, these are international and European coaching council type organisations. <clears throat> and they have a lot of credibility and they have a lot of political agreement from the EU and from American politics about what they think coaching is. And, and to be fair, most coaches, most people do tend to stick to that and they're pretty good. Mm. 
So, so the joke of it's not a thing is sort of literally true, but it's definitely moving towards having more uh, consistency and credibility. The second thing, there is no direct evidence that ADHD coaching works. <laughs> uh, slightly disingenuous. That is mostly because it's, it's pretty new as a concept and it hasn't really been studied properly yet. The other thing is what you're measuring. You know, if someone goes to you to, up, to feel motivated and happy, what are you measuring? The productivity? Like what, in what dollars? Their happiness? What was the union mm. of happiness? The, the actual wages? So it's very hard. So there isn't a lot of evidence yet. And it's hard to know what you measure in a scientific study anyway. The good news is that many, many people, including me, report feeling positive about their coaching experience when coached. So this is qualitative case-based evidence. That's the weakest kind of evidence. Mm, really but it is, is it? you know, it's a, it's a, it is. But, you know, if you ask it, most people who have been coached, yeah. was that positive for you? And they say, yes, at some point you have to collate that despite the plural of anecdote not being evidence mm -hmm. there are reports that coaching in general has been shown in some research to help with a load of the problems that are particularly challenging to adults with adhd that sentence bored me if anybody wasn't bored by that sentence could you get in touch just to let us know <laughs> From our roughly ten to twenty thousand monthly listeners, there's got to be maybe one person that found something in there that was that was vaguely interesting, maybe. So it's in, what I'm saying is, is indirect evidence. Coaching helps with the things that ADHD folk are particularly bad at, like timekeeping, organisation, motivation to do stuff, setting goals, being aware of your strengths and mm. acting on them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know there is some indirect evidence so coming to adhd coaching again formally mm -hmm. not a thing no formal agreement there is one an american association of adhd coaches aco aco or something that's pretty good when you look into it um some of it we feel promotes some other slightly uh, interesting sketchy groups promising to get rid of adhd or whatever but i think that's just because it's more of a directory but they, they seem really decent and honest group mm -hmm. this is getting dangerously close to James and my day jobs. So everything we say here is up for discussion and we will take that. But what we see, what I think we see, James, isn't it, is ADHD coaching is a combination of like, regular coaching combined with psychoeducation from a monkey or otherwise. <laughs> and then often as well, some skills training in the things we're particularly crap at. And that, that depends on the individual, how much of, of those three things you want from your ADHD coach. The main thing from most research in coaching and a little bit in ADHD coaching is that the perceived effectiveness of almost all coaching is primarily dependent on a strong and trusting relationship and chemistry between the coach and their client. How the fuck did, did you manage to coach me successfully then if you need a strong and trusting relationship and chemistry between the coach and the client? You ask a, a very, very deep. Well, I don't think we want to scratch that itch, do we? No, exactly, because it's just it's just completely blown that sentence out of the water. Yeah, anyway, um, thanks for losing me my, my current seven clients, Alex. I'll bill you in the morning. Um, now it's time for a break during which I'm going to try and find a new source of income. We'll be back in part two for some personal reflections. See you then. Welcome back to... 
Episode 39 of the ADHD. Sorry, can I, can, I, can, I, can I just stop you there? But in yeah. the countdown before we started, Alex said, go for Alex, which <laughs> was absolutely fucking hilarious. Carry on. I've been reading about the moon landings this week. <laughs> That's a bit. That's a bit um, contemporary for you, isn't it, Alex? You know, twentieth mm. century. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Welcome to episode. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to podcast episode thirty-nine of the ADHD adults. We are talking about all things ADHD coaching. It's not a thing. No evidence that it works, but the kind of is. As always, because this is part two, we are talking about personal reflections on ADHD coaching. And in our case, this is both being coached and a little bit about how it feels mm. to do some kind of ADHD coaching. James? Yes? What are your personal reflections on ADHD coaching and that? <clears throat> you know this is going to be painful for me. And anybody that, that, that listens to the podcast and understands that we that Alex and I cannot complement each other without sandwiching it in some kind of, of insult um mm. it, it we, we just can't do it so i'm gonna have, i'm gonna try and walk that fine tightrope okay. in saying that being coached when i first got diagnosed with adhd by alex the massive twat was life-changing yeah. to, to be honest it's um you know you, you get a diagnosis you get your medication and you cast that into the world but you, you're no different the medication helps you know you you can probably um, approach tasks at work and at home a bit better. You're a bit more motivated. Your mood might be improved, but you're still ADHD. It doesn't cure it. And if you're if you're not lucky enough to be recommended for a psychosocial psychosocial needs assessment and therefore get, you know, therapy included in your package and and have an occupational therapist look at your function, that's it. That's you from now on. You you just have to deal with things, and actually. As much as Alex is correct in saying that in the lit scientific literature, there are no well-designed, randomized controlled trials comparing someone being coached or a group of people being coached for ADHD with a group of people who aren't with specific outcomes. From my perspective, my anecdote is it helped me massively, even though Alex is a twat. Yeah. So, so it, it, as Alex said, it's not really any one thing. And Alex's style is different to mine as a coach, but it, it, it works. And, I, and what I noticed when Alex started coaching me from ADHD, which is really fucking annoying, is that he'd actually been coaching me for years, but I didn't know it was coaching. So as soon as he started asking me his non-directive questions, like, so what, you know, what, what's your goal for this? Or, um, you know, what, what's a reason, what, what obstacles are, are in, in place for you reaching that goal? I stopped and thought, hang on a minute, he's been saying this shit to me for years. And surreptitiously, without my consent, coaching me or practicing and learning his coaching skills on me. And I'm actually quite fucking angry about that, Alex. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, you know, James, there's no formal thing called a coach, so there's nothing to be exactly. struck off from. Say what you like. Exactly. Screw you! Hopefully one day there will be, Alex. Hopefully yeah. one day there will be. So as, as a as coachee, if that's a word, or, or a, a client, I didn't pay him, um, it, was, it was as life-changing as the diagnosis on the meds because it helped me start to understand all the shit that I do, which I self-chastise, and I no longer self-chastise as much. And this is why it's actually difficult to do a trial on, on ADHD coaching to provide evidence, because it doesn't fix you. It just helps in various areas. And there aren't many validated questionnaires for, you know, do you feel a bit less shit about yourself? <laughs> and, and therefore, it's hard to actually to run this type of science. But I did feel a bit less shit about myself, and I learned how to 
stop or reduce the amount of time that I spent self-chastising for the stuff that I do all the time for ADHD and to de-weaponize it and, and to defang it and to, and to laugh at the bits I could laugh at and the bits that I couldn't laugh at to just reduce, compress the window of feeling shit to a, to a smaller window. So as, as a coachee or a client, life-changing. As a coach, um, it's been a really interesting... Oh, yeah, we don't like the word journey, do we? Process. No, we it's, been a really in, it's, it's been a really interesting process for me in that i um i started off uh, you know coaching kind of friends obviously for free as i developed my coaching skills and did some coaching qualifications and it was really interesting first of all to see how varied adhd is now we know this from from the research and from the people that get in touch and it's not just varied in terms of the issues that people have but it's very varied in terms of the ability of people to even identify what their goals are or to to identify um, what their reality is, what could stand in the way of those goals, how, how quickly they might want to achieve those goals. And, and you'll have some clients who, are, and I have to say credit to Tom Watson, he is the ideal coachee in that you can just see the light bulb moment where you, you ask a question about how a problem can be solved. And he goes, oh, yeah, I could do that, couldn't I? And then it, you can see that he self-authored a, a, not just a goal, but also the solution, and, it, and it's brilliant. So for me, it's been really rewarding, particularly to watch individuals who make progress. Individuals after you know six, seven, sometimes eight sessions can look back and say, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm much better than I was. I'm not fixed, but actually, yeah, I now have better communication with my wife. I now have um, better organization skills. I start the week by doing, you know, a... a uh, task matrix and, and make sure I know what I'm doing for that week. And these little tips and tricks that they've actually self-authored with a little bit of nudging um, have helped them. And that makes me feel good. And I don't feel good very often as we know, because I don't like myself. No. What, I will, what I'll also say is, and this is really important, what I've also picked up from being a coach are the absolute fucking horror stories about some ADHD coaches. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll move on to this in the top tips section. And I, listen, I am not criticizing ADHD accredited coaches for anyone that's listening to this because like therapists coaches vary from absolutely life-changing to fundamentally dangerous you know that when we're not uh, therapists aren't all as good as each other doctors aren't all as good as each other coaches aren't all as good as each other this is why if you're looking for a coach it really sometimes is a process of trying to find one where you've got rapport and you feel that they've got that knowledge some of the horror stories I've heard one from a client who said that they had, I think, three sessions with a coach. And when you when you do coaching, you often give your client, homework's a bad word, but some tasks to work on. And it might be that the first problem they want to approach is poor organizational skills so that you, you agree that they will, before the next session, um, identify a, a tool for a prioritizing which tasks they need to do and, 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 and working on that one thing because generally working on one thing at a time works. And I had a client that told me that after three sessions, his ADHD accredited coach got really angry because he hadn't been doing the tasks that had been set him. <laughs> this is somebody with ADHD. It's like it's like shouting at a dog for shitting in the garden. You know, we, we can't sometimes engage with tasks. That's the you thing. Know. It's because of the thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but but this but this was an ADHD accredited coach. Yeah. That said that. And what that tells you is, and again, I'm absolutely not criticizing ADHD accredited coach. I'm criticizing that one fucking ADHD accredited coach yeah. that's somewhere out there that does that. And it doesn't matter that, that he or she was ADHD accredited or not. Any 
bad coach giving that type of advice is is going to end up taking your money and, and not helping you. So there are absolute horror stories out there. So my personal reflections as a client is that it's changed my life and as a coach is that I've seen lots of variation. I've seen people make progress, but I've also heard some real horror stories. What about you, Pig Vomit? Thanks, James. There's a lot of important stuff for everybody there. But do you want to know what my take-home message from that was? <laughs> well, <laughs> me, me good. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> not, not, no, thanks. For that. I appreciate it. I'm not as I'm not as uh, lily livered about my emotional availability as you. So I genuinely appreciate. It. Thank you. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, go on. Yeah, was that some form of like taking the high road or pretending to take the high road when you still <laughs> when you send me a WhatsApp message that 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 says. I'm really fucking annoyed that you wrote the last few scripts and they're good, for example. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're trying yeah, to pretend that, that you're this happy and benevolent and kind person that doesn't take these personal digs seriously when actually you really do. Don't paint a picture of you that's not real, Alex. Thank you for that, James. Maybe please, paint please. a better looking picture. Please make yourself comfortable. <laughs> I wonder if people really realise that essentially we press record on these and then we just carry on what we would be saying. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> just much. with a theme yeah. in mind. Okay, so ADHD coaching for me, as being coached, and this a lot of my a lot of the the most wonderful changes in my life happened because of a brilliant coach who coached me. I, I would say from a neurotypical perspective. This is long before any of my understanding of, of real ADHD started. It was, however, still incredibly helpful. Some of it was, with hindsight, terribly upsetting. I really loved my coach. They were brilliant, and I, I owe them a lot because they started me on the path of James, of self-actualization. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they didn't understand or recognize ADHD in the same way that, you know, that French people might not recognise Inuit. They, they just didn't know about it. It wasn't an attempt to be to be ableist. It wasn't an attempt to be ignorant. To be honest, at that time, I probably wouldn't have recognised ADHD in me either. I did know I was different. Just to confirm, this is after you'd published in ADHD and <laughs> and been to the, the first, the inaugural World uh, ADHD Federation Congress, whatever it is, conference. It is, it is after that, isn't it, Al? I didn't interrupt your thing. Well, yeah, why? Interrupting is... <laughs> why? Because it was yeah, a great... <laughs> literally, and and I definitely did. <laughs> open goal, yeah, open goal. Man. It was, yeah. Yes, yes, it was when I published several articles on ADHD in adults and published and been to the first. Not important. Anywho, <laughs> so, so I I I I knew I was different. One aspect of normal con coaching is is planning goals and then doing those goals in order. <laughs> My coach, he simply wouldn't tolerate people not doing the things that they said they would in the future or in a, it, what I now know is what I thought I would do. He thought, and I'm doing rabbit ears for you now, James, because that's what hey. you like. <laughs> so my coach said that if you plan to do something and then didn't do it, that he said that self-awareness without accountability is just whinging. Well, it isn't, is it, for us? No, it isn't nobody wants to do the things we plan more than we do. That's my experience. I shouldn't say we, because that's okay. I, nobody wants to do the things I plan more than I want to at the time. Mm. I'm not lazy. We're not lazy. Nobody listening to this podcast is lazy. And if you're going, well, I am, you're not. I promise you, you're not. 
you're not. It's about aligning your strengths to your goals and working within your own your own rhythm and your own um, abilities. As a as a coach and a and a trainer of coaches now, I am increasingly convinced that if I could just hand over a piece of paper with the right questions on and then wander off, if I thought people would spend the time thinking about it and answering those questions, then I wouldn't be needed. Mm. But they wouldn't. So here I am. So the less I say and do as a coach, the better coach I am. It's really, really weird. It, so, it, it, it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Sorry, sorry. I'm not sorry to cut across you. Obviously, no. I'm cutting cutting across you. One of the biggest yeah. tips Alex gave me when he was helping me develop my coaching skills was just to remember the term "shut the fuck up." Yeah, because, STFU. Because, yeah, STFU. Because actually, it's it's so tempting as a coach to fill that silence by saying, "Well, come on, you, uh, tell me," answering a close end closed ended question. So, do you think this? Yes or no? Whereas, actually, if you just sit quietly and let somebody. I don't want to say build up the pressure to answer something. Eventually, something will come out and they'll think. They'll start let to, them yeah, think. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I like this. I like saying shut the fuck up. And if you if you've done that for ages, just think. Think about shutting the fuck up a bit more. <laughs> you can see it in people's eyes after quite yeah. a short period of time that they're thinking and they're thinking. You know, and they're not. Uh, have you ever thought of applying that approach to your podcasting? <laughs> oh, you! I can see you bursting to say that. I'm gonna. I can't even let him speak. I'm gonna do the thing. I've got, right. I've got, I've got a joke, burning a hole in the Yes, pocket. exactly. I have. Right. Thank you for that. So we've now got time for the game that clearly at least oh. some people like. If Alex's bag of letters is anything to go by, and that's what's James lost, forgotten, or mislaid this week. This is an office supplies quiz, Alex. The best kind. Um, it is. And the only reason it is because I'm sat in my office and I forgot to write the quiz and I thought, shit, I better write something and notice something. So you better not I, be, how many fucking envelopes. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not numbers. It's not numbers. Shut Good. the fuck up, as you would say to yourself as a coach, for a second and listen. Yeah. Active listening, Alex. Active listening, which is a skill for a coach. Okay. So my printer currently doesn't work because it has no ink. What is the reason my printer has no ink? Is it because I bought the replacement ink and it's somewhere in my office? Not quite sure where yet. That's option one. I bought the ink, don't know where it is. Option two, I forgot to buy the ink. Knew it was low because the printer has been saying for the last three weeks, your magenta cartridge is empty. Shall I print in black and white? And I've been saying yes. Um, so did I never order it? Or did I order it and use it up entirely and forgot that I'd order it and used it and now have to order some more? So those are your three options. Oh, I like this. It's very hard. It's hard to find particularly denigratory <laughs> uh, concepts around it. I, I like that word. Yeah, I don't have made it up. Uh, have you used it up and forgotten? I don't think it's that one because okay. you only print out um, dots, dots, don't you? <laughs> mostly yeah they yeah they don't use a lot of ink so i don't think you would have done that not remembered um <laughs> i don't think you forgot to buy the ink because of your massive need to buy things all the time that would have been the thing yeah. the only bit of this you liked yeah, so i reckon right. it's i reckon it's you bought the ink and it's literally in that office you're in right now with a cup of tea I, yeah i mean you would think that you're wrong yeah the correct oh. answer the correct answer was number three i ordered it and used it but just to add a layer of shit to this, I did spend two weeks looking for it in my office, convinced that I bought it. 
searching through every drawer, searching under every pile of crap I've got going outside the office and searching in other parts of the house thinking, I know I ordered this. And then realizing, oh, yeah, I did. And I've used it all. <laughs> so I've got to order some more. Do you think um, we could do a, do think we do a podcast just on ink from now on? Because I, for one. You don't tell me you're in. Oh, yeah, but you like these pens, don't you? You like these pens and therefore you probably like ink. And I wanted it to be a joke about your boring game, but I really do like pens. Yeah, I know. I know you do. Um, do you like paper as well? Like, like yeah. specialist paper? What size? What size? Is, what weight? Um, can you tell me why it is that the, the wife you have, whom with which you are massively punching above your weight, is still with you? Oh, I, just I mean, is, is, it, is, it just, is it just the kids? Let's be honest. Yeah, I think it might be. I yeah. think she just, just can't, can't be bothered to, you know, go out and get someone better. <laughs> busy, isn't it? Everyone's busy. I mean, it wouldn't be hard getting someone better. Right, anyway, I think we need to... I know that um, brother-in-law Dave has calculated where we are with the score, but I've got a feeling you're... you're approaching. I really want to know what those numbers are. Is I'm it, gonna, am I 18 I'm gonna, out of 20? Something like that. Um, eight, 18? Are you, are you fucking... You've got about, I think, 14 out of 30 now, I think. Something like that. But I'll, I'm going to speak to Dave and um, get him to... Uh, he's done a video for us, which I'm going to share, on, if I remember, on on social media but i reckon you're about 14 out of 30 mate it, it's starting to look embarrassing this is you're in jeopardy <sighs> now where you've got to explain your performance at some point anyway on that delightful note that's made me so so happy we'll take Shit. a break and come back in part three with our top tips see you then genuinely happy aren't you really Welcome back to part three of episode 2030. What episode is it? It's Yes, it's 2030, correct. Episode, episode 2030 of the ADHD <laughs> Adults podcast, where we're talking it's... about... <laughs> where we're talking about coaching and doing ourselves out of um, income by the sounds of it. Um, and in part three, we, we normally talk about... Um, and for the last few weeks, it's been called spunk trumpeting, but we're going to get back to it being top tips. Yeah, and I'm going to go first, Alex, because I know you've been stealing my thunder recently, and saying I know you're going to say X, Y, and Z, and the only good bits I'm going to say you fucking steal, and then when it comes to my top tips, I'm left with dross, like literally useless words strung together by an idiot. That's how you're explaining why your top tips are terrible because you were going to no, say that. No, only in the last few weeks. Only the, you know what? Benevolently, I said, "Do you want to go first, Al?" Because I always do my top tips first. And what you've done, you cheeky little fucker, is actually in your top tips frequently said, and I know you're going to say this, James, and then listed four of my only good top tips. I know what How you're do doing. you feel about going first now, James? I feel fucking fine. I shut up and stop doing your eighties therapist voice. Right. So, top tips for engaging with ADHD coaching. The first thing I would say is, if you want to go with an ADHD accredited coach or an accredited ADHD coach then that's fine if you want to go with a, a non-accredited ADHD coach that is also fine the most important thing is that you are confident that they have the ability and that it's a safe space and that you have rapport and that they have enough experience of coaching ADHD in some cases you can ask for references that you're actually going to get something valuable from this. Now, most coaches will offer you a free initial consultation where they explain what coaching is, where they give you some realistic expectations for what you might achieve with coaching and where they explain their procedures. So if an ADHD coach does not give you that free session, steer clear. Um, 
I'd probably also say avoid prepaid packages. Now, a lot of ADHD coaches do this, and this is because it's their job. They have to, they have to protect their income. I completely understand that. But ADHD adults often disengage with coaches, um, and not just because I'm shit and my clients leave me, although that does happen. Um, the two things are unrelated. Completely unrelated. But often because if you, for example, you know, if you're given a task to work before, for work on from session three to session four and you don't do it, you can get massive RSD. Oh, God, I've let, I've let my coach down. I've not oh, done yeah. this thing. And then that RSD leads to you not turning up to the appointment and then you don't turn up to the appointment. Then you think, well, I can't speak to them ever again now, obviously, <laughs> yeah. because I've done that. So if you pay for, say, six sessions in advance but only get to use three, you've overpaid. So if, if possible, I would avoid prepaid packages because you, you don't know necessarily if you are going to be able to engage in those sessions. And related to that, genuinely, really – don't feel bad once you're in the coaching process if you don't if you can't make a session because you're dead anxious that day or because you forgot you double booked something because you're time blind and you've got you know limited um, uh, planning and organizing skills. I can guarantee you a coach with ADHD will also cancel sessions with you because they're anxious that day or because they've done the same thing. And having that in, that complete understanding is acceptable. Equally, don't hate on yourself if you don't do the tasks that are assigned and which you agree to between sessions because you've got adhd and that means sometimes you'll say you'll say you'll overpromise. you'll say yes i'll do those tasks in fact i'll do more give me all the tasks and then you won't do any of them and you'll think oh fuck i go back now and say i haven't done any of these tasks it's fine it's fine a good adhd coach will ask you whether you made any progress and then maybe we'll look at why you didn't what stopped you from engaging with that task was it just that you procrastinated was there something really important going on were you anxious and that will that will hopefully be something that will, will you know engender that trust that safe environment that you need equally remember this is your process not theirs so an ADHD coach who does it solely for a living, yes, it's, it's their source of income. They're, they're almost certainly passionate at it, and they're, they're probably very good at it as well. But this is your process, and that means you can set the frequency of sessions. If you want weekly sessions at first because you really struggle, but then you want to move to monthly sessions, then negotiate this. Don't, don't agree to a kind of a set package of when these sessions need to be because there's a financial implication. And also, you know, if there's not enough time in between sessions for you to achieve stuff, then that'll be an issue. And the last thing I'll say, and again, this, this is not bashing accredited ADHD coaches because I am, I'm certain that many of them are absolutely brilliant. But a psychiatrist once told me, and Alex, because he was in the same room, that in his opinion, a coach with lived experience of ADHD is better than a coach with a qualification but no lived experience of ADHD. Now, that's just one psychiatrist's opinion, but I, I tend to agree with it because I think it, you have to fundamentally really understand ADHD to be an ADHD coach. Were any of those useful, Al? Do you think? No. Okay, fine. Then, if you want to deliver, if you want to deliver something that's got some vague practical element to it, then fire away, mate. No, they were. I, I, you know, agree with literally everything you just said. Honestly, and I know I, I don't like it any more than you do. <laughs> the, the, the one about lived experience can include professional experience, can't it? It could be yeah, it somebody who has. Yeah. There's great coaches then, unaccredited ADHD coaches who don't have ADHD, but have so much experience of of, of our type. That it's, it's, it's so variable and the accreditation I think gives you a good heads up that they're at least aware of it that's kind of about it yeah. isn't it 
and yeah. depends what the accreditation was. Now, loads of that, James. I, I, I won't be able to say on my top tips because you, you know, you've you've clearly literally just copied no, mine. You can you can you can literally suck my plums for once, Alex. If I've come <laughs> up with some good tips, don't you dare try and claim that I've copied them off you. Just for once, give me credit in this section. In this section where I never do anything good, give me some credit. That would mean the, the actual fruit plums. <laughs> I don't own any fruit plums. You know, as you know, I've got a terrible diet. Actually, I bought I bought a pepper. I bought a red pepper. Did you? Yes, that's a big thing for me. Believe it or not. Wow, what are you can do with it? This isn't helpful. Anyway, yeah. my top tips for ADHD coaching are the thing I said at the start that research suggests that the perceived effectiveness effectiveness of almost any coaching relationship is primarily dependent on a strong and trusting relationship between the coach and the client. So I would say what James said, don't feel guilty about swapping. Maybe don't send six sessions if you're like me and like James and won't turn up any more than I still, I did all six samba dancing lessons I signed up to. <laughs> um, having an ADHD friendly coach uh, or non ADHD friendly coach is also fine to do as James said, but Prepare yourself that you will need to explain a few things. I say this advisedly, we're not normal people. <laughs> I, I, a top tip is to get references. Never feel bad or told off by an ADHD coach. You are not allowed to be told off. It's different rules. Don't yeah. allow that for yourself. You wouldn't allow it for somebody you love, so don't allow that for yourself. I, I'm not, I don't allow that. Uh, the last thing is this is to work with a coach, whether they're an ADHD coach or not, to set goals that work for you. They have to be based on your strengths. Mm -hmm. Here's the bugger, though. ADHD people aren't great at knowing what they are, so <laughs> that's a fantastic way of approaching the relationship. Get them to help you figure out what those strengths are. Lots of ways to do it. A really famous one is base that on times in the past that you've been successful and enjoyed that success. So that, that, so, was, that was difficult yeah. for you when you got coached then, wasn't it? What, finding success? Finding any successful period of your life. Very previous. successful, just not happy because you were involved. <laughs> no, there, there, there are, my PhD is a good example, James. I was, you know, got a pretty successful PhD. It didn't feel even like mine because I didn't enjoy it. Mm. it I could do it because I was masking. I probably shouldn't have. Mm. Whereas uh, I recently got a, a quite a successful award for some teaching thing or other. And... I did it my way and it was all authentically me and, and that felt, it feels like mine. And so yeah. I build, a I reflect back sometimes with a coach on what, what that process was and why. And that's yeah. how I work out what my strengths were. So that's, that's, a, that's it really. Top tip is to ask, work with a coach, understand what ADHD is and figure out your strengths that are also within the wheelhouse of happiness for you. And that's all because you've said the others. Cheating. I know for one, for one. Uh, it, it, just, to add, just to add to that, sometimes coaches, and this is certainly what I do, after that free initial session, if you decide, yeah, I want to I go ahead with you, will actually ask you to think about your strengths and the key issues before session one, because otherwise you could you could effectively spend an hour talking about what your strengths are and yeah. thinking, I don't know, and trying to identify your issues. So kind of coming pre-armed to that first session with, well, these are my personal strengths, I'm committed 
you know, I'm 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 loyal. I, I work hard at things I'm passionate about. I've got a spherically shaped head, things like that, which which are obviously important to yeah. to 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 progressing. And also, these are the key issues. You know, procrastination, time management, having a spherically shaped head. If you've got those when you come into to session one, then you can make a head start. Okay. Head start. <laughs> hey, so we've got a product recommendation of the week because it's quite nice. nice at the minute. I thought it would be interesting to, uh, for those of you that, that, that can grow plants, which I imagine is not many of us, um, you can get self-watering plant pots. Now, we um, can't really, Mrs. Mrs. ADHD and I struggle to keep plants alive in our house unless they're, and I'm, I'm just asking for trouble here because I don't know if it's cactuses or cacti. I think it's cacti, but we've had, we had this 12 years ago with octopuses and octopodes, and I, I, um, I don't know what it is, so, or octopi. <laughs> Is it cacti? Oh. It is cacti because it's Latin, not Greek, which is why okay. octopuses actually works, but octopodes is probably scientifically accurate, but a bit pretentious. It's never <laughs> octopi. Does that, that describe you in a nutshell, scientifically accurate, but a bit pretentious? <laughs> oh, God, it really does. Yeah, so, so we can only keep cacti alive in our house largely because you don't have to fucking do anything with them. You just put them on a windowsill and water them occasionally. I mean, very occasionally. And they tend to live. So if you're a plant lover and you're struggling because they're dying, try a self-watering plant pot. <clears throat> okay. So that was episode 39, not 2030, of the ADHD Adults <laughs> podcast, where we talked about ADHD coaching. Just quickly want to say, if you enjoy the podcast, maybe pop us a couple of quid on the link uh, on our podcast, because we're basically skinned as a charity. Um, and we're having to fund this out of Alex selling his body, and he gets 50 pence a time really which um he often has to refund so um that being yeah. said if you've got any we're questions in the, we're in the pocket of big charity aren't we now <laughs> we are in the pocket of big, well <laughs> very little charity yeah. um if you've got any questions obviously contact us on the socials um at adhd adult uk and until next time goodbye bye all <laughs> hey <dude. laughs> i know you do Trigger warning packs on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, big clacks on, no, 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 no. trigger warning packs on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on.